Hello, welcome to That Geek Pod. I'm Catherine and today I'm here with a very special guest, Dallas Wood from The Bad Motivators. How are you going, Dallas? Hey, how are you? I am so excited to be on your show. You've been on minus several times now, so, <laughs> well, once, well, once, but it's going to be several. Yeah, yeah, I um, plan to be back. Um, yeah, we had a, we couldn't go super long that time, um, unfortunately, no. but yeah, I could have kept going. Um, so me if too. you're a, a Bad Motivators Patreon, you can um, hear me after having a glass of pink bubbles. so I believe I named the episode Pink Fluffy Bubbles. Yes. <laughs> In fact, the track is not off. We are just that drunk. <laughs> we are interrupting each other, and it is a good-ass time. I had Turbo, good friend, I'm sure, of this show, uh, yes. Matt Thurban, Matthew Thurban. He said... Uh, Man, I think your track's off. And I'm like, no, man, <laughs> we're just destroyed at that point. <laughs> and then you and I cream all over the last or the Rise of Skywalker for like, I think, 25 yeah. minutes. And poor Emily doesn't like the movie. And I was like, hey, you kind of knew we were going to gush over it. So I, I hope it wasn't too terrible. But she was a good sport about it. And it was fun. Yeah, I realized after we talked of. Oh, Emily didn't talk during the last bit, whole section. Oh, dear. Yeah. Um, mm. Her and I had kind of talked about it. You know, we'd had our little thing about it, and, and I had said to her, you know, um, before you come on, we're going to talk about it. So, And she's like, that's fine. So she's such a good sport. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, yeah, just to briefly touch on it, I think our little – our little community that we've sort of mm -hmm. built, we've been pretty supportive of some people like some things, some people don't like things, but we don't crap on people's enjoyment. Yes. We just, yeah, we've, it's a really nice little place to be. I wish all oh, Twitter <laughs> was as nice as our little group. So I think um, it's, yeah. it's fair to say that for the most part, it's a safe place where someone, where two, two or more can disagree and um, not get upset about it. I think. Yeah, yeah, and you know the people who don't like the film, and I have to say, I'm not. It's not super high on my list, but and I see the faults with it. I think we're able to discuss things backwards and forwards, and I wish. Yeah, it's it's being yeah, it, it's been nice talking to um, some people about it and people feeling that they can talk about it at least with yeah. certain people. I, I mean, I put anyway, it this way: um, I, I've decided I will no longer rank Star Wars films, but I will rank them within their no. their era. So, like, if, if yeah, let's be honest, this is gonna. I like the film a lot. I honestly, the, the, I've never even once mm. listened to someone's opinion on the flaws of it because I'm just like, well, not agree. So, I mean, I, I'm, I can get over it. You know what I mean? But at the same time, this is yeah. the least, this is the least 
if you were to rank the three movies in this trilogy, it would be Last Jedi, Force Awakens, and The Rise of Skywalker for me. I mean, it's that simple. Yeah, yeah. I th- and then I think like to have a top five of all Star Wars films from because no one gives a shit about your six through ten or whatever yeah. however many there are. Yeah, yeah. To so, um, I mean, and to quote sorry. a a um, Survivor podcaster, rankings are arbitrary and reductive. So. Um, yes. I, every time I see a, a ranking, I, th- I think about that. And and other people say, well, you know, if I rank them, my favourite is the last one I watched. And and sometimes I think that's a lovely way to sort of be, that you're not there trying to rank them all. And and you're right, I think we can, those the three trilogies, we have our little rankings or preferences within them but to then compare each to the other you can't because original trilogy different era of filmmaking to compare the two sometimes is 40 years and then 20 between the prequel and damn near 20 between the sequel trilogy and the prequels Mm. Mm. i mean yeah totally different styles and everything yeah and then you have friend i have a friend um who's done some artwork for our show josh vaughn um he's like you rogue one is his favorite star wars movie and he's an originally trilogy kid we're in our 40s and i mean there's just a movie for everybody so love the what you love exactly um but the bad motivators if any listeners don't listen to the Bad Motivators. Uh, it's a great um, Star Wars podcast where you talk about all sorts of things. My favourite segment, of course, is Who Got What. Oh, that's your favourite um, segment? I, I get to live vicariously through um, you buying all this stuff. So, so me spending all my family's money on plastic makes you happy? I'm so glad. I'm going to tell my wife that. <laughs> 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 well, um, I'll, I should shoot you through a picture of my cabinet um, to remind you of all my itty bitties. Oh yes, um, and my Cassian corner. Um, I don't think everybody realizes that. I think you were with me and Emily when I was trying to get those itty bitties for my daughter. Wasn't weren't you with me and Emily at celebration? Yes, yes I thought yes. so. So not even the people who don't know me, you know, like. Catherine and I hung out at celebration and she was there for a very special moment because I had to have her there because she's such an itty bitty person and my daughter has become a huge itty bitty person. They're the best. Uh, they To get the newest ones, it's now a struggle here in Australia. So I have to, putting an order with someone to order them from Hallmark for me because, yes, Hallmark won't ship to Australia. It's the craziest thing. Or I just go nuts at celebration, or I do both. That's where it's going to come to. Um, speaking of itty bitties, uh, our friend Claire mm-hmm. Stribling for my birthday knitted me a custom Lando one. Oh my goodness! Oh my mm-hmm. goodness! It's gorgeous. Apparently, it's a kit you can purchase. Okay. And make yeah. it yourself. Yeah. So they, they get provide all the material and show you mm. how to make it. Wow. 
I'll have to ask her where she got it because I bet you might enjoy <laughs> making those. <laughs> well, um, was it for during the lead up to the Force Awakens? Um, a friend at work, knowing I'm such a fan, crocheted me a um, Kylo Ren red lightsaber, um, which I took to a number of Steel Wars um, live podcasts, and um, I got my mum to also crochet steel a um a red lightsaber so i remember that now that you say that because yeah. i think he mentioned it on the show so yeah yeah um star wars brings out a lot of love and craftiness in people so it's great mm-hmm. yeah some of my favorite things that i have in my collection are stuff that our friends have made you know like art and stuff like chris hall's art to me is yeah just he's made me like you know this is a geek show so i'm a big gremlins fan Ooh. i don't know if you knew this you remember the movie from yeah. the 80s yeah it's kind of like goonies and gremlins um and then of course terrible 80s action films are like my <laughs> best childhood memories growing up in the 80s um, but also a inclu- terrible 80s action film. <laughs> Not really. I mean, like, if you were to hold them up to today's standards for what mm. people will... I'm sure, like, <laughs> if the mo- Arnold Schwarzenegger movie Commando came out nowadays, <laughs> they would just rip on it forever. You know what I mean? But, yeah. like, it's such a classic. This is back to what we were talking about, Star Wars trilogy eras. You know what I mean? Like, that era was just so corny, but it was so awesome. Mm. Just ridiculous machismo. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, um, have you ever seen the film Goonies? I'm sure you have. Oh, yes, absolutely. So, so this is how big a Goonies nerd I am. I was able to have a hookup uh, during the recession here in the States around 08, uh, a little bit before. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine or a friend of my father's uh, is a real estate broker, like a, an estate broker. Like when someone dies and there's like no one to represent yeah. the estate, like no family members yeah. to. So they just like sell it off. And mm-hmm. so uh, there was an estate sale with unincorporated land near Astoria, Oregon, where they filmed Goonies. <gasps> and I hopped on a plane up there to buy some of it because <laughs> I'm like, I got to be near the Goonies town, even though it's in the wilderness and there's no utilities ready. Long story short, they actually ended up building a road and putting like water and power and ended up being a decent investment for, you know, not a lot of money, actually. So surprisingly, awesome. like there was only a handful of people bidding. I bought four acres for under like $7,000, which I don't wow. a lot of money. But at the time I had a really good job. So um, <clears throat> I needed to do things like that. Um, sales were great before the internet ruined it. <laughs> uh, I say that, but I, my business now lives and dies by the internet. So, but anyway, like I love the Goonies. It's just, and so and speaking of the rise of Skywalker, when they hold up the Sith knife, just like that scene yeah. in Goonies with one-eyed Willie's medallion. <laughs> I loved that. Even though people had a huge problem with that, I thought it was funny. It didn't make any sense to me at all, but it was kind of a neat little JJ thing, you know, a little, that seems so JJ. <laughs> <laughs> anyway so like do you, yeah. you do you have any films like that from the 80s while we're talking about it well yeah goonies um love the goonies yeah. like say ferris bueller's day off mm. 
Yes. So we just showed my son 16 candles the other day oh, and he loved that's it. Good. It's a good movie. Sean Hughes made some great films. Home Alone. We were talking about this. Home Alone, 16 Candles, Pretty in Pink, The Breakfast Club. Yeah. Yep. Um, Speaking my language. <laughs> yeah. Ferris Bueller. I mean, think about this. Incredible. Yeah. Great stuff. Yeah. Um, at Celebration, there was a Ferris Bueller cosplayer um, that I got my yeah. photo taken with. So, yeah, that was very meaningful to me because I have a distinct memory of um, my brother and I, you know, renting uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off from the video shop. It was weekly by then. And I think uh. we watched it 21 times in the week. So wow. three times a day we watch this movie. So, yeah. You sound like me and my sister when The Little Mermaid <laughs> came out. We watched the fuck out of that. I don't know even know why. She's three years younger than me, and I think, like, it was entertaining enough to keep my attention, mm-hmm. and she didn't scream if we turned it. She screamed if we turned it off. So I was just like, yeah, it's good. And I ended up, like, loving the movie, but we watched it a ton. <laughs> I think we maybe did your three day, three times a day. Isn't it crazy how kids can just do that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we mustn't have left the house. Um, but yeah, we've, we had some great runs at movies. Um, and another time I think we watched over and over again, Monty Python, the search for the Holy Grail. Um, oh yes. Which is another big classic. Um, Yes. I visited the castle that a lot of that was shot at in Scotland. So, yes, I really, yes, I ran around by myself pretending to bang coconuts together. Um, <laughs> I can see you totally doing that. <laughs> That's great. I, I was a fully grown adult when I was doing that. So, yes. You know what? That's what makes life awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Having fun like that. Yeah. Um, so obviously you talk Star Wars a lot in, and including on your Patreon show um, your comic books, which I do appreciate because I'm trying to read a few more comic books. And I, I don't know, Lex, Lex Cruiser, what am I saying? I'm getting very confused. Should I edit this out? <laughs> I don't know. This is just Catherine rambling now. <laughs> <sighs> oh, I, I was getting into it. I'm like thinking of <laughs> like comic books I need to recommend. Have you have you started reading the main Star Wars line, Come Back Up? They just dropped a new issue that's written by Charles Soule, and it oh, is so good. See, I asked for recommendations um, a little while ago, and I got recommended the Vate, the soul run on vader yes which i'm doing and i'm reading the um kylo ren ones now so souls started on the main star wars line has he yes he is this very last issue in fact i have my ipad here and i will look up my digital copy of it (laughs) and i will tell you exactly which one it is if it's going to pull up god damn it this is great podcasting my books because i did start the um um so 2020 the very first issue of 2020 is his first Mm -hmm. issue and my boy lando is highly highly featured in it because it's taking place between 
I mean, they immediately are starting right after we see the shot from Empire Strikes Back where they pan away from the medical frigate and they're all standing at the vid- the window, you know, and they've taken that model and, yeah. put the, you know, it's such a neat little filmmaking thing there. Um, so it's talking about the time he started writing these books for the timeline between Empire and Jedi. Yeah. Now, can I recommend exactly. a non-Star Wars comic for you? Yes. The 08 yes. Captain Marvel run. Okay. Yeah. Because you like Goose. Oh, I love Goose. <laughs> yes. I would recommend the entire 0809 series. And um, Marvel Unlimited is on sale right now. Mm. Okay. And the entire series, all of the Captain Marvel books, honestly, are all great. Okay. But that one in particular showcases, like, I think peak Captain Marvel for me, anyway. Yeah, because I, I bet you didn't know I was a big Cosmic Marvel fan. And Captain Marvel is one of my favorite characters. Well, this is one thing about um, my podcast is that although we end up talking a lot of Star Wars, it is a chance for people to explore their other, you know, their other sides that there's more mm-hmm. than just Star Wars. So, yeah, I loved Captain Marvel, the movie, um, and Goose. But, you know, I was never a comic book reader as such so mm-hmm. um you know what got you into yeah the captain marvel of it all so um it's kind of a goes back to you know when i was 11 or 12 uh, uh, uncle of mine was a heavy comic book reader in the 70s and early 80s and just kind of stopped subscribing and buying and just kind of like moved on from it you know he's yeah. one of these people that has passionate about something for a short period of time so basically for a 10-year period, he was in the comics. He just gave me all his comics. Cool. And they were all like cosmic Marvel, like the Avengers, but in space, you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy. I was familiar with them even before they announced the movie because this was in his collection. And one of them definitely like Captain Marvel and X-Men and all of that, you know. the And then, you know, it just kind of launched my reading of comic books all the way through um, till – high school when I had to focus on, you know, getting ready for college and, and yeah. such. So, um, like Captain Marvel for me, like epitomizes cosmic Marvel. Um, her character is, and, and if people know what I'm talking about, I'm not speaking to you, I'm speaking to the layman's <laughs> but in, in, in cosmic Marvel terms in that era, Captain Marvel is the most powerful character in the Marvel universe. And yeah way she's treated in Endgame as not being in there very much is definitely on purpose because she's like Luke Skywalker, peak Luke Skywalker. She just can't show up. Shit's going to get wrecked. Mm. So she just kind of ruins like the drama of the moments that they can create if she shows up because she's just so badass. But there's yeah. also another connection to her. <clears throat> so in 08, when that run came out, Um, They brought her back and I was just starting to get back into comics back then. And I remember seeing Captain Marvel had like short hair, like she does an end game. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, that's cool. And immediately how it's drawn. um, I'm reminded of my mother and I haven't shared this on a podcast very much, but um, some listeners will know that I've mentioned on my show that my father's legally blind. And about the time 
mid eighties, he quit driving and it's a degenerative disease. So when I was a kid, he was driving a car. He got in a car accident. He stopped driving. And that was the moment he like changed his life and reorganized his priorities and his goals for his employment. He, he got a job at a city and, and went back to school to get his master's. And my mom was a big part of that. She, she would have to drive him to class. I remember riding in the back of the car while she would like drive him to class and she would like help take his notes and help type out his papers. He would dictate to her. Wow. She would type it. And then all on the side, she had a part-time job at a engineering firm. And then she did um, nails for our neighbor ladies like that she was friends with. She would do like all yeah. their nails for extra money. And all this she did with a really short blonde haircut. And so like when I saw yeah. Captain Marvel with that hair, I'm like, that's my fucking mom. Aww. That's so cool. And so I just kind of oh, like had beautiful. that connection with her from that moment on. Yeah. And like, it was funny, like my wife grew up in a traditional household where her father did everything, earned all the money, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, yeah. she's younger than me and our roles, like I've always cooked for her and like cooked for the family and stuff like that. Like we haven't had traditional male, female roles in our marriage because I grew up with like I grew up a feminist and I didn't even know it because of this. And yeah, like that, yeah. that line, and I'm sorry if you're not a feminist, but even if you're not a feminist, like you'll love this line of comics. It is female empowerment in such a good, positive way. And for me, I need more of that because I connect to female empowerment because of how my situation growing up was. So I'm glad I got yeah. to share that on your show. I don't get to share that very often. People realize that about me. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. It's a really great, You're welcome. great story, and I hope I, I loved Captain Marvel. Um, so I saw it, you know, a few times in the cinema. Second time was with Andy, and it was a Friday night um, here. At, well, I'm jealous. You got to go do anything with Andy. I'm in. <laughs> um, Andy and his beautiful fiance Steph, and we got to go just some local cinema here. And it was, you know, packed cinema. But what my made my heart really you know, swell was there was a big group of teenage girls sitting in there, whooping and cheering and clapping and hell yeah, just enjoying the hell out of Captain Marvel, and really getting into the empowerment side of that movie and. That was one of the best cinema experiences because I was like, hell yes, girls, this is it. Like you, you feel it. Um, yeah. Seeing it with my nine, then nine-year-old daughter was mm. special. Yeah. Because she immediately was like, what's this music, dad? And then it was all <laughs> of a sudden something we could connect because that was the music for my high school days. So... Oh, Brilliant you know what music. I mean? Like, yeah, she made me buy her. In fact, to this day, she still dresses up like Captain Marvel when she steals the clothes in the movie and she gets oh, on the yeah. motorcycle. My daughter has that complete outfit now, even with the hat, with the shield hat. I, I ended up finishing it off with a, a I gave it her that hat for Christmas. And so oh, she's like, awesome. Dad, I'm just going to be Captain Marvel for Halloween. I'm like, that is so cool. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, while we're talking about it, the, the other Captain Marvel series you need to read, which is equally good, yeah. if not better in some ways, is the, because well, I was just thinking about this while you were talking, the 2014-15 mm -hmm. run, 
and it was the first run where a, a female had had created the series. Her name's Kelly Sue oh, DeConnick. Um, yeah. And she is awesome. I mean, it is a really good series. So you should check that out. It's a short run, but um, not mm-hmm. a short, short run. There's 15 issues. But, you know, it's... Oh, that's doable. Yeah, yeah. It's totally doable. Yeah. And it, it's all on Marvel Unlimited. And honestly, issue one might have one of my favorite covers of Captain Marvel. And I, in fact, I'm going to take a picture of it and send it to you just because it's that <laughs> cool. Yeah. So, um, oh, I mean, let's talk. You didn't know you were going to talk about Captain Marvel tonight, did you? No, no. So, you know, very. We didn't realize some dude um, over in the States would be this big Captain Marvel fan and actually legit, like, read all the books and stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Check um, that out. I sent it to you. So, if you want to check that out, I just love the look on her face. She's like holding up her glove and making a fist and like tightening it up over her hand. And I'm like, I'm just going to kick some ass. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's an awesome one. Yeah. Maybe some of my Um, favorite covers overall in that series. Yeah. So, anyway, what next? Um, well, Josh and I did a bit of a 2020 preview. Okay. But, there's so much coming yeah. out in 2020. We couldn't really deep dive okay. into okay. much. But um, one thing, one big thing that's coming out is there all, there's a lot of Trek, Star Trek mm-hmm. coming out um, in 2020 or to come. So what's your Trek fandom like? It is a very fun fandom in my opinion because I don't take Trek seriously at all, but I love it enough. I care that they make good Trek. So it's kind of a yeah. fun position to be in because I, I, unlike, I guess in the, what I'm referring to is in Star Wars fandom, people just take things too seriously and and definitely in mm. trek but it's just not to the highest power like i feel like it is in the star wars fandom so my love of trek comes from the reruns of the original series when i was a kid and then kind of you know yeah i i was little when the motion picture came out in 79 and i was like 2 years old almost and uh yeah it uh the music, it, it's, I don't know. It's like, it was kind of like an off-brand Star Wars for me. Like, it filled that void that Star Wars had left after just three quick movies in the theater, it seemed like. You know, and we got like six Star Trek movies in the 80s. <laughs> and then we got the next generation and I think it was 88? 89 um yeah and that for me was like oh this is better than the original series and i'm sorry to the trek fans listening of the o's original series it is not as good as picard trek picard trek is peak trek for me although my second favorite series and this might surprise you but if you really think about what i just talked about it might make more sense captain janeway and voyager Captain Janeway is my second favorite yeah. captain. She's fucking Janeway. badass. When love she comes Janeway. back from the future just to fucking yeah. wreck everything, she gives zero fucks. <laughs> I love that episode. <laughs> Season seven. Fuck yeah. Seven on nine is great. Not just because yes. she's gorgeous. She's just a great character. You get to see this person who was assimilated by an alien race, and then you get to see her grow and develop back into her humanity. That's fucking great storytelling. Thank you. 
Oh, we get to say fuck on this show, right? I love. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, I'll class it as an Australian Excellent. podcast. So I, I think we can say cunt too. He's a mad cunt, <laughs> that Picard. Yep. Let's maybe leave it at that one. <laughs> oh, okay. My bad. No, it, it's right. It's right. <laughs> I figured it was Australia, so I was good. In America, not so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can edit that out, my dear, if you want. <laughs> I'll just mark it explicit. It's all good. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I remember watching the the movies like on midday, like weekend television. You know, I think I was watching the movies, so I sort of mm-hmm. knew about it then. And then, yeah, the um, – Next Generation came out as a summer replacement or something random. Um, and I'd seen Will Wheaton in Stand By Me. So I went, I'll watch oh, that yeah. show. So That's a great show, by the way. Yes. yes. So I got into Next Gen that way and, and, yes, kept watching, watching and hearing Australia, it, it got difficult to watch um, in that it would be on 11 o'clock at night. Oh. Um, Pre-DVR too, so you couldn't just record it and then go back and watch it later for the younger crowd. Well, I got very good at setting my um, VCR to delay record. You, you mastered the delay record? I mean, that's a rare skill. It is. It is a skill and... The youth of today do not understand how hard it was to record things later on. I think on. I can put it into perspective. If the youth of today knows what the David sculpture is, I could do that <laughs> sculpture pretty close, but not set a fucking VCR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've never sculpted in my life, by the way. <laughs> So yeah, it it was it got hard to to watch, but um, you know I'd record it, and and of course being Australia, they they'd just not show episodes for years, like we'd be behind, and so I know I spent a lot of money at the video stores um, renting the um, the episode. Tapes, which yeah, yeah, they put two like, episodes only two, tape. two. Oof. I guess it's two hours. Yeah. I mean, they were 40 minute episodes, so just a shy yeah. of two hours. So I guess that makes sense, yeah. So, really, I'd be trying to wait till they were the weeklies before I, I'd go because then that was a bit, bit cheaper to try to get you know a bundle for, yeah, to, to rent. Um, that's that's really how I watched um, Deep Space Nine the first time round. Um, and I don't think people realize, too, by the time DVD season packs came out, Star Trek in America, a season was $100 US yes. for like the original yeah. series. And then Next Gen was almost as bad. I want to say it was like 88 or 85. Mm. And 20, 40 minute episodes. I mean, yeah, that's... Yeah, but now, I mean, that's a lot of money. Nobody would pay that now, I don't think. 
Now I mean, it's totally different. No, streaming has changed everything. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. So you watched uh, Deep Space Deep Space Nine is there's a lot of good stuff. I like Quark a lot. I like the Captain. Oh god, mm-hmm. what's his name? Cisco. Cisco. Yeah, I like him. But like, I, I just can't watch that entire series like I can Next Gen and Voyager and Enterprise mm-hmm. and now Discovery. Which, by the way, we haven't even talked about. Oh my God, that show's so good! It might be my favorite oh, track exactly. almost. Next Gen is always going to be king, it's, but that might be a close first. Yeah, um, I mean, Deep Space Nine has just got this amazing arcs of yes. story that really, when when you think about today's you know television, how we have you know season long arcs. D Space Nine started doing that in 1993. Yeah. yeah. Like. And it, they and they totally have stolen yeah, it, that in these um, newer Trek shows. Like there was season three of Enterprise mm-hmm. was an entire like story arc about going into a, uh, to fight the Zindi in a special nebula or some shit. And it was this entire season arc and it yeah. was started with the, so that is the one thing about Deep Space Nine that makes it unique in television for sure yeah yeah and for me deep space nine is some of the more complex yeah. characters like garrick yeah. um Ducart, and it's it's an amazing piece of television um so i have to admit my enterprise isn't knowledge isn't as up to scratch as what it should be i've only watched it the months mm. through. It, it's better I the think. second time through. I almost feel like it was ahead of its time in some ways. Okay. So like when I wa- went back and watched it, I was like, oh, fuck, this is even better. It's kind of like how I've done with Rebels on Disney+. Plus. Like okay. not watching it on a weekly basis and being able to binge it has just made it so much better. Mm. So you might, when you have some okay. time, that might be one to totally explore. And then, of course, Discovery and Picard coming out. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, so we're very lucky here in that Discovery has come out, or the first two seasons anyway, on Netflix, whereas for you guys it's on CBS All Access. Yeah, we get to spend $5 Um, a month to watch Trek. Yep. (laughs) Um, CBS has bought one of our um, local television networks here, um, Channel 10. Okay. So it's... I know they've brought out their sort of version here, so I'm I'm going to see whether I'm going to have to get that CBS All Access um, app here to watch yeah these next seasons of Trek, or whether there'll be some deal. But, I'll give you um, my password. So far, <laughs> <laughs> so far I haven't been able to to see the um the short Treks leading into season three. Okay. So, yeah, but, um, yeah, the first two seasons of Discovery were pretty amazing. I mean, that first episode, the pilot, you go, oh, yeah, that was okay. And then about halfway through season one, Discovery just kicks off and it's amazing. They spent about four episodes basically laying the groundwork for an incredible Trek show. Mm. Yeah. Um. I, it's it's a higher level of character and story development that they've 
they've never done in Trek before. They, they've really kind of said, okay, we've seen what The Expanse is doing. Have you ever watched that show? I've watched one season of it, then it disappeared to Amazon. I've um, halfway through the last book, last released book um, now, though. It's yeah. a, a really good show, but I feel like Discovery, because it has that rich Trek heritage, mm. takes that kind of concept. I feel like Discovery is kind of that concept, but in a Trek uh interpretation yeah. and it's it's i hate to say dark and gritty because you know <laughs> that's just a bad word but there it's taking trek without going all the way there but bringing us halfway to that goalpost and living mm-hmm. there and making us care about i mean it's they've kind of you don't hear the prime directive stuff much you know, all oh, these governing rules, it's way less political and way less than normal Trek. Yeah. And yeah. you you have that, you know, Klingon. They've really done a good job with stretching out the Klingons as bad guys, more so than in any other series. Yeah. We, we won't get into how the Klingons look because that's a whole other <laughs> kettle of fish that (laughs) they definitely kept up the star trek tradition of not really being consistent with what klingons look like (laughs) i was watching the motion picture today in preparation for my new patreon show with steve mcnamara steve ad is known on twitter Hmm. and we were both i was like dude we need to do the theme song from like the motion picture and he goes I, I don't remember it and then i go i sent him like a clip of it you know from youtube yeah. and he's like oh my god they stole next generation's theme from this i go i know right like everybody forgets the fucking theme came from this movie because they kind of abandoned it in wrath of khan and search for spock and by the way voyage home is my favorite trek movie i don't know about you i love it i love it um i hear whale song <laughs> The nuclear whistles. You know, don't uh, mind him. He just took a lot of LDS in the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Salt Lake City, Utah, which is Mormon land. And that church is known as the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. But they shorten it up and go by LDS. So when we heard that shit <laughs> here locally, it, people went crazy. It was funny. So funny. Um, and also, like, I love how, like, they make fun of the fact that from the beginning, Vulcans were just humans with pointy ears and and uh, yeah. really sharp eyebrows. And all he does is like put a headband in that covers his eyebrows and the top of his ears, and it's a he's a human. <laughs> and Scotty talking to the computer. Oh my god, mouse. holding up the mouse. Oh, that oh, yes. whole scene is pure gold. Oh, and then when Bones oh. gets to yell at the archaic 80s doctors for trying to do, like, fucking brain surgery with a drill. Man, drilling people in holes in people's heads. Are you mad, man? DeForest, DeForest Kelly kills it in that movie. Oh, so good. Oh, so good. Yes. I mean, it's like yeah. the original cast were so much better in the films than they were on the TV series. I, I don't care if you're mad at me. That, I, that Those are facts in my world. Um, that's how I know that cast. I, I, I mean, I watch them on television, but for me, those movies are awesome. E- even Star Trek V, where we discover God <laughs> needs a starship. <laughs> <laughs> what does God need with the starship? 
It's like when the Mormons. Are, I know the ship like the back. It was like when hand. the Mormons around here found out that the church had a hundred billion dollars in the stock market. Mormons around here are like, "Oh man, they need it for the second coming of Jesus." I'm like, "What does Jesus need with a hundred billion dollars?" <laughs> anyway, sorry, sorry to go off on a religious tangent on a geek show. Yeah. My bad. We because we bring up Star Trek Five, we're going to have those feelings come up. Um, yeah, Discovery. I love Captain Pike on Discovery. Oh. And that actor has been a character actor, and I, I wish I could remember his name because this might Anson be his. Anson Mount, I think. His best role. I'm sorry. He's so good. Awesome. I love Captain Pike. And in season it. three, we, we're going to get more of him, is what I understand. Yes. Yes. Because they left us on an absolute cliffhanger. In his like, where they go? He's from in here, the wheelchair the cabinet two. thing. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, twenty twenty with Trek, we've got new discovery. We've got Picard. Yes. We have an animated Trek. Yes. Show, I think. And the rumor so is a movie's in the work lot. too. Ooh! Like they're starting to talk. They're starting to talk about maybe doing a Discovery movie. Which I think would be a good idea because it will only bring more eyeballs to the series on Mm. CBS. If your goal is to get people to subscribe to CBS Access, I mean, this is a hit show for them. Yeah. So, and you're a Survivor fan. I I don't, God, I haven't even mentioned this. I was such a huge Survivor fan for the longest time, but unfortunately, my passions can only last 10 years. So I applaud you for staying on top of that. And I might come 20 years. I might come back because they have every American Survivor on CBS Access that was ever made. The other show that I love too, that I quit watching and I don't know why, is Amazing Race. Amazing Race, I watched little bits of it. Um, Mm-hmm. But they don't have it as consistently as Survivor. But, yeah, that's a really good show as well. It but, is. It's the same production company, I believe. Yeah. To get you into the next season of American Survivor, it's an okay. all-winners season. So No shit. So they're going to bring back some old people like Richard. What's his name from the first year? Richard um, Hatch. Hatch. Hatch yes. isn't back, but they've got, yeah, 20 winners. So... 10 women, Word. 10 men, including Ethan from Africa. From really? Africa. He was my favorite. Didn't yeah. he get cancer and some shit? Yep. Like he had some Twice. tough times. Yeah. After yep. he lost, what? He's had some tough times. Yes. So Australian Survivor, by the way, the season of, of Survivor Australia is still my favorite with Jerry yes. and all them. Oh, that's still yeah. my favorite season of all time. Yeah. It's a great season. But yeah, definitely if you want to get back, you know, so there could be some familiar faces in there um, with, you know, the modern twists, which, um, you know, my Survivor timeline is now debating all of those twists. So I've got sort of the two streams in my timeline. I've got my Survivor and my Star Trek, sorry, Star Wars um, <laughs> um stuff so the, all the survivor timeline is about um is about all the modern twists so but there could be some familiar faces what's coming up first in fact i think they've 
premiered an episode in a couple of places is Picard. Thursday. The new Oh, that soon, is it? Yes, oh, cool. Thursday. Thursday. And then Discovery the following week, I believe. Mm. So you might have to get on that app sooner than you thought, my dear. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, is it a ten se- ten episode season? Or is it longer? I don't think they've officially if they've officially said I haven't heard. Let's just put it that way. I, I assumed it would be yeah. similar to Discovery, where it would be about that many episodes, 14 or so. Yeah. That's what I figured. Yeah. But if it was only 10, I mean, it's more Jean-Luc. I don't care. Give me three episodes. <laughs> I'll be happy. <laughs> so I'm just looking at the like premise things now. The series is set 18 years after Jean-Luc Picard's last appearance in Star Trek Nemesis. Yes and finds him deeply affected by the death of Data as depicted in Nemesis, as well as by the destruction of Romulus as referenced in the film Star Trek 2009, the J.J. Abrams film. So that's what we know. It's very well-placed because Mm -hmm. if you think about it, Patrick Stewart really hasn't done a lot of Trek other than Nemesis and a couple movies since, you know, the next generation. So it would appear that he would be 18 years older. Like he's going to just fit naturally, like aged appropriately, I guess is the term I'm looking for. And we don't have to mess with JJ's Star Trek which has changed the timeline for Trek. And I'm not offended by that. I thought that was mm-hmm. an appropriate move. We got some fun new moments. And um, no disrespect to James Duhon, but um, our new Scotty is my mm-hmm. favorite Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that they very much called that the yes. Kelvin timeline in that they said this is a different timeline to what we know so it gave them that freedom and it it, it meant that yeah it could just go and, off in any and way this is enough far off yeah, that they can avoid all that mess if it's a mess for this show it won't mm. be a problem yeah but i i mean for those yeah. people who have never read trek novels timeline offshoot stuff is totally normal so like that's why nobody's up in arms about this Kelvin timeline because in their version of the EU, that was totally yeah. normal. Like I think there was a, a, at one point in the future, the Federation becomes like all time travel based and shit. Well, we're defending the timeline so they don't fuck up all this great stuff we ended up at. Yeah. So I think there'll be a few appearances by people we know, like, um, Jonathan Frakes, so number one, Riker. Um, Hell yeah. Deanna Troy, I think I've seen if seven of If we get nine. Beverly Crusher, I might just die. I I would hope so because I love I Dr. have Crusher. the hots for Beverly Crusher. I'm just I'm just telling you right now, <laughs> I have a real Crusher love. It's it's bad. I love her. Gates McFadden forever. She is great. Like even yes. back in um, Next Generation, when they weren't writing 
blocks of stuff for her she shone and the episodes which focused on her she was just so powerful she was awesome loved her as a character hell yeah and she wouldn't let wesley get away with shit (laughs) she wouldn't let picard get away with anything either oh man you know they just had a drunken like romulan ale night and just like let it all go and had a great time that, That's my like my my like um, erotic fanfic. Of that episode where the their two minds are connected, so they can hear each other's thoughts. Oh, yes. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's what would you call us if 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 Ray and Kylo fans are Raylos? What are we when we're Picard and Crusher fans? Pit crushers. <laughs> yeah, pit crushers, that'll do. With some pit crushers. <laughs> Woo, that sounds like dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine, you got three beers on me on this show, and now I'm just like saying random shit. Now it feels like tangents all over. <laughs> um, did you expect to get a Picard? series though not at all what a pleasant surprise for those of us that are big next generation fans i mean i I, it was out of left field honestly i thought john uh, patrick stewart was done with it Mm. yeah i thought they wouldn't do any more that they'd sort of you know well they might make appearances but yeah that they'd they'd sort of passed it on but yeah him being back is, is awesome and yeah, I'm really interested in, in where they go and what they do. I feel like if we don't get Ian Kellen somehow in this series, I'd be a little disappointed. Oh, Wouldn't it be great if he played somehow. like a, a Romulan or a Klingon or something? <laughs> <laughs> and they had like this Just, kiss, this bro kiss. <laughs> yeah. Just somehow get him. Get them in here. They're such good friends. Oh. You know what I mean? It, it would yeah. it would be just yeah. like no one would have a problem with it. If you have a problem with that, shame on you. Yeah, like they're such great friends. And well, back when they were, you know, um, Professor X and Magneto, yes. it was amazing. They were so funny. All those articles and like press junkets they would do together, interviews. I mean, they honestly, I, I believe, and I might be saying this wrong, but I, I believe there was an interview where they say they'd just become just fast, long friends over that series. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It just would be, I think it would be super appropriate and neat if he showed up in the series somewhere. I mean, it doesn't have to be the season, obviously, but down the road, because I think it's going to be a huge enough hit they're going to want to renew. I think they've already renewed for a second season, so... They can tell. I mean, I'm one of those people where, like, I don't really watch the channel much, but I'm like, eh, this content's good enough. I'm not going to cancel it. It's not super expensive either. It's just kind of annoying at, at that price that there isn't enough content to keep your you know, your your focus and attention the entire year. Yeah. Except thing of with all the different streaming services, you want to feel like you're getting your money's worth out of exactly. each one. Exactly. And currently I've got the three and I'm definitely getting 
my worth out of Disney Plus, Netflix, yes. The third one, which is Stan here in Australia, yes and no, but I can't quite let it go. It's it's hard. What I've done is Amazon Prime Video allows you to subscribe to channels. So like the new HBO channel is really just going to be on Amazon also, and I'm already subscribing Mm -hmm. to it. And then I've just added CBS to that subscription. So I didn't pay for, you know, I pay my 100 US for Prime for the year. And then I get the service for free included in that. And then I just add the channels as separate subscriptions that just comes out of my, Mm. you know, through my Prime account as a Prime expense. So they do make it easy that way. If you guys have the availability or something like that, I'd recommend that. Then you can at least consolidate your bill. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's all a bit different though. It's, we'll have to watch what they're doing because, let's face it, streaming is the way that things are going to go. Oh, yeah, I'm trying to cut the cord on cable and honestly sports are the last reason to have a cable subscription here. Yeah. I don't yeah. know about Australia, but I'm sure. I've got um, Foxtel, which gives me access to – like they, they get the HBO content, um, a lot of Showtime, mm-hmm. a lot of BBC stuff, mm-hmm. um, my lifestyle okay. And programs. Okay. <laughs> Selling Houses Australia. Yes. Good yes. Times. We have Flipping um, Vegas here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's so staged, by the way. Like every house the guy goes to flip has a theme, and one of them was the people who previously owned it were alien fans, and they had like an autopsy room. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding oh me? You had your production assistants just put tinfoil over the kitchen cabinets. <laughs> Seriously, they tinfoiled the kitchen cabinets. That was the autopsy room. I'm like, nah, even nerds got to cook some grilled cheese, and they ain't going to do it on a tinfoiled stove. Sorry, reality <laughs> TV is either really good or really shitty in the US. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Um, also, coming this year is Star Trek Lower Decks, yes. which is an animated TV series, which will also be on CBS All Access. Um, and in fact, one of the writers is a former survivor. Really? So there you go. Yes. That is neat. Yes, yes. So, um, did you watch the original series animated? I've watched bits and pieces of it. It's it's trippy. the The Spock episode is is quite good, and I think is quite yes. important to watch. The rest of it's quite yeah, trippy. It, um, I highly recommend edibles when you watch this show. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm not going to say I've done it, but I'm just going to say I've done it and it's awesome. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so just looking through what I see on Wikipedia, um, that it's going to be set in 2380, so that's after Star Trek Nemesis aboard the California-class ship USS Sweet. I think that is. Um, and it's mainly on the support crew of the Star Trek starship rather than the bridge crew. So I think that will be a, an interesting take and a, a good take yeah. to have. 
Um, I'm definitely all for more animated series for pretty much any fandom at this point because I feel like it gives you an opportunity mm-hmm. to explore things that you wouldn't otherwise be able to do in television or film. So you describing this to me is yeah. like, ooh, yes, I, I've kind of wondered about that. Yeah, yeah, let's see what, how that goes. If it has to be a cartoon, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, and I think, yeah, yeah, they've got like a few. Jack Wade is someone on one of the voice actors, Jerry O'Connell. Oh yeah, one of the voice actors. Yeah. yeah, he was, I believe, a Goonie. No, no. He was in Stand by Me. Stand by Me. Okay, another yes. great, solid '80s film. I knew it was one of the yes. two. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, wait, no, they, that's not him. He's in. They one both of have a quarry. So yes, they both have a quarry. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all want to see a dead body? <laughs> the best part about Boys in the Hood oh. is that was the whole Stand by Me remake, but in Compton, <laughs> and oh. it took five minutes of the film. Sorry. First time I saw Boys in the Hood, I go, oh, it's the African-American Stand By Me, but it was in the first five minutes of the movie. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. All right. Jerry O'Connell. Yeah. 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 So he he grew up well. Um, he was in Sliders. Yes. If you remember that. Excellent movie. Yeah. Or was that was a, a show? show? It went on... F- Show that's what it was. It went yeah. on for a lot one season, right? No, it went on for a lot longer than what people remember. It, yeah, I feel like it, it. It was it three seasons, and then we only maybe got two like right away, and then like the other one was delayed. And nobody saw it. Is is was that the case? It was broadcast for five seasons. Really? Yes. Holy shit! Um, Fuck, man, I gotta go back and watch those. Yeah. So, yeah, the first sort of couple were were okay um, in that 90s sci-fi way and then it, it yeah. really, um, yeah, went off a cliff. But um, uh, For me, peak corny uh, 90s television was Lois and Clark. Oh, that Superman was so show. good, that show, the first two seasons. So, so yes. good. But if you go back and watch it, you're like, oh, God, this is dated. <laughs> Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love it, but it is dated as hell. Yeah, there's there's certain things that you can't go back to watch. That's one of those shows. Yeah. You can't go back. (laughs) But if you're feeling nostalgic for something that has that vibe but is in the 2000s, I would recommend Smallville. I watched that for a few seasons, and then it got difficult Uh to watch, and I wasn't – that into it but yeah it, it, it was pretty good the fourth season really is the point where they lost the most people because they lost their way yeah and it came back around but they never gained the uh popularity they had mm. up until that point and i'm with you um and in fact it took them i think in my opinion people will disagree with me and the the fifth season isn't as good isn't any good either but it, by the second half of it, they kind of felt like they were getting back on track. I think that's when they lost Allison Mack. Yeah. Yeah. She played. Um, uh, what? Okay. Was she Veronica Mars? No, no, that was. No. Never mind. No, 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 no. That was uh, um, Kristen. Yeah. Wynn. Kristen Bell. Bell. Yeah. Bell. 
All right. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Smallville tangent. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Was he on that recent DC? Um, was it Crisis? Like all that, where all the universes came together, and you saw yeah. the different incarnations. Yeah. yeah, and I think they had Tom Holland on there, or not Tom Holland, yeah. um, the guy that played Superman on Smallville, who, yeah. who was very good on that. Mm. And they had um, Brendan Routh and yes, from the movie, that one movie. That Superman Returns, to, that was... Yeah, I hate it. I hate yeah. it. Like, you could even say, I mean, up until about five years ago, you could say Kevin Spacey like was at least good in that. And now you're like, oh my God, I don't even want to say anything about Kevin Spacey after <laughs> me too. Holy shit, that guy's a piece of shit. <laughs> Parker Posey. Parker Posey was good in that. <laughs> right? She was good in that. Yes. There were some highlights yeah. anyway. Oh. At least we didn't get Nick Cage Superman. I'm sorry. Oh, those photos of him <coughs> in the suit is just weird. Right? It is just weird. It looks like Nick Cage from Con Air in Superman suit. <laughs> <laughs> Put the bunny back in the box. <laughs> <laughs> that movie is so cheesy oh, and it's so, so good. So good. So good. So good. <laughs> I feel bad that Bruckheimer's best movies are The Rock and fucking Connor. <laughs> I know he made a ass load of money with the Transformers being on that, you know, with what's his fuck. Just like they've made all these movies, but at the end of the day, they're just all bad. Don't hold up. Oh my God. (sighs) Sorry. Anyway. (laughs) So, yes, it's looking like I am going to have to get my all access on. You're going to have to. Yeah, yeah. Just cancel after six yeah. months, you know. Some... You watch Picard and and uh, Discovery, and, and then yep. you just end it. And don't be an idiot like me and keep paying for it. And never watch it. Yeah, um, unless I get sucked into a Survivor rewatch, which I can't do. I've got I'm behind on all these TV shows. I can't get sucked into rewatches. Like I haven't even finished Walking Dead. I'm like three <laughs> seasons or four seasons behind on that one. And I loved that show when it first came uh, out. I started watching it, but I could only watch it in the middle of the day when I was in a really good mood because otherwise <laughs> I'd have zombie nightmares. And so... This is the thing. You can't be alone and watch this movie like in or the show in the dark. You just can't. You have to be doing it in the middle of the day and in the right frame of mind. So I just got more and more and more behind and I was like, yeah, no, nah, stop. Stop nah, even trying it. Yeah, no, nah, I'm done. Um, you know, I've... And this is one thing with the Marvel... With the... Marvel shows on Netflix, just the whole Netflix model of them all coming out at once, it's it's like a mountain to climb. If you're like, yeah. Whereas if they did the Disney Plus, which is one a week, oh, God, it's so much easier. 
you don't well and cbs all access does that with discovery and picard so we won't get all the episodes right away i think that's the way to do it give it to us in the slow burn Mm. Mm. we're already used to it anyway yeah i know a lot of people said to me oh i'm gonna save up you know such and such a show and do it in a binge and i'm like but you're gonna get spoiled you know just Watch it week. Oh to yeah, week. they forget about that. Yeah, they forget about that. Especially with the Mandalorian. Would yeah. you want to wait and then watch all of them together? No. God, with the Mandalorian, you couldn't afford to wait half an hour. It was it was unbelievable how quickly things were up. But yeah, with um episode seven of The Mandalorian, the second last one, it was so strange because we were getting them f- Friday night at 7 o'clock, which was awesome. Yeah. That episode 7 we got on the Wednesday night at 7 o'clock and that midnight was Rise of Skywalker. It was just an insane period of time. Yeah, you got that movie two days before me and I got the Mandalorian finale at the same time. So you probably had to focus on Rise of Skywalker while we were all watching (laughs) episode (laughs) 8. Or seven or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it was sort of funny that, you know, things coming out, midnight, um, West Coast time for you, you guys, was seven o'clock for us. It was like, perfect. This is the best. Bobby Iger, <laughs> you love me. <laughs> yeah, they did because it was 1 a.m. for me. 1.07 a.m. <laughs> when I had to watch it. Uh, I believe Thursday morning because you're 18 hours ahead of me. Yeah. Yeah, it was um, it was kind of funny. Like we and we got it a week after you, for whatever reason, we got Disney Plus a, a week after. But then we were all up to date with yeah. everything instantaneously yeah, up that, to date. Yeah, that was odd. Mm, mm, that week to week model is definitely it's more fun. I think as a fan. It's an event every week. You get a you get yeah. a whole week to watch the episode three or four times if you're like us, and all yeah. that time to digest it and podcast about it. I mean, it's it's I I can't complain. I think it increased um, everyone's enjoyment and speculation and just the buzz around the Mandalorian. And you think like with Stranger Things, I love it, but it's around for a weekend. And then no one comments about it again. Whereas the Mandalorian. I still haven't watched the third season. Watch it. It's good. I need to. I need to. I w- Here's what I was kind of waiting for on that. I feel like I was waiting for my daughter to mature a little bit. And yeah. I want to watch season one and two and three. Because I think she'll love it. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Keep going. Yeah. But um, with that, you know, everything coming out of at once like the whole season it then feels like oh I've got to get through it it's it's a huge mountain to get through whereas if it's once a week if you miss a week for whatever reason it's not as much to catch up on whereas with those Marvel shows I sort of missed getting on them and then I was like they were all out I'm like uh I've got to start watching them and so I've watched them. I got to Defenders and God, Iron Fist was a slog. Oh, my God. Oh, he was, wasn't he? And I was just debating whether or not to go back 
full stop. Uh, so I've started um, Punisher. I've got two episodes in. It's a bit. Ooh. It's, uh, it's, it's not my favourite, but it's it's better than Iron Fist. Um, but, I liked um, Luke Cage was my favourite yeah. and Punisher. Yeah. But Luke Cage is absolutely my favourite. I realize I'm in the minority there, but I, I just liked his story. It, you know, coming out of jail and then having these superpowers, like great mm. stuff. Yeah, I'm, I love Daredevil and oh, yeah. Jessica Jones. I love that actress back from um, Don't Trust the Beach in Apartment 23. <laughs> That's a good movie. <laughs> so good. Or show, the show, the show. The show, sorry. yeah. Yeah, so definitely a lot of trek to look forward to. Um, now there's yes. been whispers of movies for a few years. They had a whisper about a Quentin Tarantino movie. I think that's not happening. Um, they yeah. killed it, but I'll be honest, that was a mistake. That would have been... I don't think anybody would have complained about it, even if it had been just a one-off movie. But I digress. The, the rumors are there is a discovery-based mm-hmm. movie in development, which makes sense because that's their hot product yeah. right now. I mean, they've if they wanted to do a Voyager movie, I mean, I'd be all for it. I'm sure you'd be for a Deep Space Nine yep. movie. But at this point, it's been enough removed from those franchises that I mean, it only makes sense that you'd go off what's the hot product yeah. right now. But you think with, you know, the streaming like the CBS um, app, there is then that opportunity to produce something. I'm still stunned that they don't have it on, like, CBS proper. You think there'd be an audience there. But, I mean, it's driving their, their app take-up, isn't it? Well, it's their Mandalorian. Yeah. I mean, it's the flagship to get you to sign up. I'm, to be perfectly honest, like I think it was a big gamble before it came out. They didn't really anticipate it would be as big a hit, mm. um, and and maybe it wouldn't have been on CBS. Who knows? I mean, like we've talked about earlier, uh, streaming is kind of the the new thing. So might as well get ahead of the curve and create some content that drives subscribership. Yeah, and definitely. Ex- it's different from a lot of the CBS um, stuff that's on because I know, yeah, they've got a lot of reality shows. They've got all the NCISs. Um, yeah. And and that sort of programming. A lot of the old programming too. Yeah. Classic shows. I think even like <laughs> Lucy, <laughs> I Love Lucy is on there. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. In fact, we made a I Love Lucy reference tonight. I was uh, – um, Today was a big day in American football. My my home my hometown team, the San Francisco 49ers, just won their way to the championship game and it's the their division championship. And we we make a big feast out of it. And mm-hmm. I was making these little um Portuguese sausage rolls and like little tortillas. And my aunt and I were putting it together with toothpicks for the uh, hors d'oeuvre tray. And we're like, hey, this is like Lucy and <laughs> Ethel and the Vegemite factory. I mean, even all these years later, like only her and I would get that reference. But we're still referencing the Lucy O'Ball show. <laughs> I love Lucy. Lucy, let's face it, her Desi Lu Studios 
they're the people who produced Star Trek, the original series. Yep. So we owe yep. a lot to to Lucy. She is an American yeah. national treasure. She yeah. really was. I mean, ahead of their time, really, if you think about it. A, a female comedian during the 50s? Jesus. Yeah, and, and you think in those days having a white woman with a Hispanic man? Like, oh, well, let's like, not even forget about that. Desi's Cuban, yeah, no big deal. I, <laughs> Just goes to show it didn't matter and they didn't even yep, realize it. Yep, it, it doesn't matter. And for them in the 50s to do it was, yeah, pretty amazing. Mm. And then Desi Liu Studios, very first season of the original series of Star Trek, Kurt kisses Uhura. Oh, yes. Yes. An interracial kiss like seven years later on television. Mm. I mean, groundbreaking stuff yeah. with Star Trek. Yeah. And Star Trek always tried to put those social issues in. Yes, they did it in a um, science fiction way, but they had those social issues and tried to get people to think. So, you know, it's an amazing show to have it. There's really no other show like it that all at the time anyway, that really was trying to get people to think about social issues. And in Next Gen and Deep Space Nine, they continue that getting people to think and question. Even though when they were facing an enemy, they would immediately go to the conference room on the ship that was heavily carpeted. (laughs) This will be my complaint about Star Trek for all of time. Get rid of the fucking carpet in your starships. They carpeted the walls. The apricot kind of color. Like it was so 80s. It was so earth, Tony. And then there's like a shot in, um, oh, so we were watching the 79 motion Mm -hmm. picture. There's a shot where they're on the space station, right? When the cloud that, you know, we later find out as, find out as an old earth probe, it shows up to this uh, Federation um, station and they go to a shot and everybody's wearing a beige (laughs) uniform. All the consoles are beige. (laughs) So it was beige on beige on beige crime. (laughs) Nothing dates a, a movie more than like, the color palette or the hairstyles. Oh my God. Oh. Right. With the exception of my favorite television show from the eighties, the golden girls. I don't even notice that their outfits are terrible. <laughs> I don't notice that because it's timeless. The jokes are so good. And if you haven't ever watched the golden girls, it's on Hulu. Go enjoy. I've It's not dated. The jokes are so funny. I watch the golden girls. Um, Back when I was in grade six, my teacher wrote a um, radio play thing where I can't remember the whole thing, but bits of it, we were characters from the Golden Girls. And, yes, I was the only one in the class who could do a reasonable Blanche. Not Blanche, sorry, Dorothy. (laughs) I was Dorothy. Dorothy. (laughs) So, yes. come on, Blanche. (laughs) Uh, you're you're in the, you're what the navy calls an open port. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I'm a Rose and Sophia kind of guy. They're my girls. But I love the other girls too. But like Rose's naivety and Sophia's hammer dropping (laughs) are art. Just she would just drop truth hammers in all her scenes and they were just appropriately hilarious. I think Farouche, Matt Frost will really appreciate this section of the episode. Him and him and Matthew Thurban. I think they're the equally big Golden Girls fans as I am. And Emily Lynn, too. Golden Girls is eternal. It is the best show. And we the, still have the one. The premise is no longer ridiculous. <laughs> of people sharing. Not only that, in my neighborhood, we have a household full of ladies in their 60s living together. Four of them, and I call them the Golden Girls. They they don't get the joke. <laughs> they should. They should. Yeah. I think they forgot. <laughs> in a fun fact, Sophia Estelle Getty was the same age as Dorothy. Yeah. Yeah. But she played her mother. A wig and glasses. Yep. Yep. But think about it. You you couldn't. I mean, Betty White is a national treasure also. Mm. She's 90. She's still on TV. That's not. That's rare. Yeah. So to get someone that's got the constitution and mental fortitude and quick wittedness to be able to pull off what that character needs to make the show work. Mm. She has to be younger. I'm sorry. So it works. Yeah. But it yeah. is fun. It's fun to realize that <laughs> they're just the same age as different people. <laughs> it's amazing some of these these shows where they have people like, well, to use a, a British sitcom, Dad's Army. I don't know if you've heard of it. It was I set haven't. during World War Two, um, where they had the Home Guard, um, where they had a lot of the older men. Who couldn't serve in the war, they uh-huh. you know formed what was called the Home Guard. So in case of invasion or anything like that, they would be defending um, England. So there was this sitcom called Dad's Army where these these old men, a lot of them were in the show World War One veterans, uh-huh. doing all sorts of you know pratfalls and and all the lovely things you get up to in a British sitcom. But yeah, there was a, a guy in there who. Definitely played a lot older than what he was because he was doing some stunts. He did a lot of stunts. <laughs> I, yeah. I wonder if I can find that somewhere. I'd have to check that out. Yeah. I'm really showing my age and my Australianness <laughs> by referencing British sitcoms. So, you yeah, haven't in mentioned Australia, Are We're... You Being Served Yet? We, yes, in Australia we have this, we get the American stuff and we get a lot of British stuff. So our culture is sort of this blending of the two. So with our own little flavour in there as well, but we get a lot of British, British stuff, we get a lot of American stuff. So we get your swears and your dirty words in both, for, in both languages. <laughs> I can't imagine as a kid one moment watching Are You Being Served and then flipping it over to Knight Rider on the A-Team. 
seconds. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm sure there was a point in time when we could do that. So most definitely. It only got worse in the nineties. Yeah. How about Alf? <laughs> oh, Alf or um is it Dinosaur? Do you remember that? Oh, show? the dinosaurs. Oh my god. Um, uh, I hated that show. <laughs> Family <laughs> Matters with yeah. Urkel. Yes. Oh, Urkel. He'll always be Urkel. Oh, my God. That poor guy. I don't even yeah. know what his real name is. He's just Urkel. Is it Stephen White? I want to say what? his last what? name for no, sure is White, and I'm a, I'm highly impressed that you pulled that out of nowhere. Isn't it Jaleel White? Is it Jaleel White? Yes, Jaleel White. Why do I know this? Why do I know his name was Jaleel? (laughs) You got the White, I got the Jaleel. (laughs) Surely there's more important things I could have in my brain. Right. You're a teacher, madam. Molding oh. young minds, and you're only thinking of Jaleel White. <laughs> Look, I use a clip from Yes Minister, <laughs> an old, old BBC show, I've to seen teach it. about survey questions. So, and the kids who laugh, they're the ones that you go, yep, I'm going to like you. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. You know who the uh, teacher's pets are when they laugh. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <sighs> Too good. Oh, yeah. Anyway, um, thank you for for being around for so long. I've just looked at the time. Yeah, it's a little late. Um, yeah. So thank you so much. And where can the good people find On you? On Twitter, at Tarkin Tangents. And I am for free. You can hear me on the Bad Motivators podcast, a, star, a malfunctioning Star Wars podcast with my buddies Eric Strothers <laughs> and Luke Cruiser. And then you can catch Catherine on my Patreon show as a regular at uh, Tarkin Tangents. If you subscribe for five bucks a month, which I feel like is easy money for what the content you get at five dollar mm-hmm. level, there's another level you get a little bit more. You get to be on the show. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, we have fun. So it was, I had to do this show. I mean, pot it forward, baby. Yeah. So um, I'm on Twitter at that geek pod and Instagram and Facebook. Um, my personal is at Catherine underscore name on Twitter. I'm, I'm hanging on to that underscore like you're hanging on to the underscore with the bad motivators. Um, it's yes, part of my branding Even now. though we're... We're we're trying to remove ours, but you should keep yours. Yeah. yeah, it's it's mine now. All mine. You'll take it from my cold oh, dead hands. Charlton Heston, you. <laughs> so this has been great fun. Thank you so much. I had a blast. Thank you for having me on. That geek pod will return. Bye.